you are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Everything runs through Lubbock. Thanks for making Locked On Texas Tech a part of your day once again on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day with the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan. Glad to be joining you on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts with a healthy dose of hoops to get into here today as it is a Red Raider game day, at least if you're taking this in on hump day. Mark Adams of Texas Tech. That's right. Day sports getting you prepped uh, for bowl season, which is almost upon Well, it's kind of upon us, but we're not in the throes of that day sports uh, season just yet. But here's a little practice for you as Mark Adams and company are back at United Supermarkets Arena. Houston Christian, formerly Baptist, fitting the description of the next potential victim. We will get to matchup angles and Coach Adams' thoughts on the opponent in just a moment, Chris. But one thing that's going to play large into this matchup from the USA, and don't pardon that pun, deal with it, it'll be good for you, is the health of one Daniel Bacho, who do we did not see in Houston against Jackson State, has been banged up. We'll Get your thoughts on the presence or lack thereof of Bacho in just a moment. But first, here are thoughts from his head coach, Mark Adams. Getting close. I, th- I think there's a chance he might play uh, Wednesday. We're keeping our fingers crossed. But uh, uh, he's been doing a lot of rehab, and, and that ankle sprain was a little worse than what we thought. But uh, he's been out uh, shooting. Hadn't worked out with us yet, but hopefully tomorrow we'll get him out on the practice floor and and get him ready for for Wednesday. Bacho's got a high basketball IQ, and he's a guy that uh, processes scattering ports, uh, uh, you know, quicker than a lot of guys. And so I think he can make that adjustment easier than than uh, most players. And with his size and athleticism, he can he can adapt. So we need him back on the floor, and and uh, he's such a presence on on both ends, but especially on defense. So we're uh, we need him, and and we need him back into the. Uh, the floor things, uh, so it'd be good to have him, you know, uh, back b- uh, before Christmas. Then we can build on that and show him some film, get him ready for for TCU and our last non-conference game. Yes, need him a thousand percent. There's no, there's no question. You know, you know, it begs the question because uh, I want to get into his availability today and all that, and we're we're not ultimately sure what that's going to look like. I think you have to be careful about risking anything if he's not quite ready and maybe you, you go ahead and say hey man we can break the seal on it give him five minutes just to kind of but you know again I don't know how severe or, or if he runs the risk of uh, of re-injuring uh, that ankle but if you if you put MVP to this point or if, if we want to look ahead on who we think will be the MVP I mean, I, I don't know how many more names you're listing uh, before you get to Bacho uh, when you start talking about, in, you know, like value, valuable or importance of, of the way your current roster is constructed with, without Fardaws because he is the only legitimate size that you've got. That just, that's just it. And without him, you're really small. You play O'Banner at the five some – or you're having to rely on Robert Jennings and KJ Allen uh, giving you those five minutes. But I just know when it gets the big 12, there, there's a lot of six eleven and skilled six ten out there that can, you know, stretch you out and they can punish you down low. If you're kind of a tweener or if you're, if you're younger, like in Jennings's case and KJ's case, 
Uh, Bacho is as well, but I just, uh, yeah, so they need to be really careful, I guess is my point, uh, on, on Bacho and just making sure that he's okay uh, before they break the seal on that deal and uh, maybe give him the Christmas uh, holiday and then bring him back against South Carolina State. If, if you know, I don't know, but we'll, I guess we'll see here in a few hours. That sounded pretty optimistic if I'm just trying to speculate <laughs> between the lines from Mark Adams uh, as it yeah. relates to his availability sooner rather than later. But will we get him on the floor um, against Houston Christian? That remains to be seen. We'll get to that matchup coming up in just a moment and thoughts from Coach Adams. But let's just make it a big man roundup here because the <laughs> other guy that's a part of this equation, Chris, is Fardaz Amak, who had a very interesting week last week, made for an interesting week. For Texas Tech fans, where there was smoke, there was assuredly fire, but the flames eventually doused before it got out of control, I guess. I don't know. Maybe it actually did get there anyway. But I uh, was interested to hear not only Coach Adams talking about um, that week for AMAC, but also the health of Big Maple. I don't want to get into the details. I think just a lot of uh, rumors and speculations that just weren't accurate. And uh, Fordos is here, and, and um, he's happy and excited to be a Red Raider. And we're looking forward to him get back on, being back on the floor and and um, being a contributor, which he can help us on both ends. You know, he had a great summer, and uh, the way he rebounds the ball and, and, and shoots it from three-point range. So he's going to give us a, a lot more versatility once he gets back. You know, way back uh, when we, we talked about this a few months ago, we were hoping he'd get that cast off first of December, and and uh, we decided uh, to keep it on for a couple more weeks and just precautionary measures, so uh, just trying to be extra careful with that. So that kind of set the timeline back. But we're we're hoping, uh, and Doss says too, that we can get him back, uh, you know, a couple weeks in January or maybe before. Yeah, you know, that that is one of the most bizarre uh situations I guess I've seen I I, I have a, a pretty good idea what I think went on based on but but I ultimately don't know I, I there's probably very few people that do uh on on kind of the the is the, like the different dynamic about last week how it was reported on was there really anything to report on in in, in general yeah um but it, 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 you know, at the end of the day, nothing really changed with his roster status, and nothing really changed, unfortunately, with his injury status. No. And those are the two things that people should be worried about the most. Not what was he going to get in the portal? Was he ever in? Why? Why, why was he thinking about leaving? Is he getting uh, nil money? I mean, all, all, all this stuff is just like to, to the common fan and to, to you and I, we don't, I don't, that doesn't affect, uh, you know, my emotions or, or anything one way or the other. It's just like, Hey, can you play if, and if, and if not, when can you play, you know, and, and are you here or are you going to go play for another team? So, but the, yeah, the whole thing is just very, uh, very strange, but you know, who knows, uh, maybe someday down the road, we'll all find out kind of, uh, the dynamic there. Cause you even have your own opinions. I had my opinions. We kind of heard, there's all these theories out there and everything. And anyway, it's somewhat fascinating in the NIL era that uh, you have some of these dynamics. Ru- ru- rumor to be going into the portal, never did. I'm coming back, I, although I never left. And you know, I mean, it's just crazy. Uh, don't think it was pulled out of thin air uh, is all I'll say. Yeah. So I, I don't know um, how far along it was or wasn't. But I, I don't think it was just the imagination 
of uh, Jeff Goodman running right. wild. So either way, I, I really don't care at this point. It was interesting from a show perspective just because of the uh, <laughs> saga, Chris. I, I was entertained by it all. He remains a Red Raider. How great is that for Tech? I don't know. I've never seen the dude play. Never heard of Utah Valley outside of a John Ford, John <laughs> Wayne movie, maybe once upon a time before Fardaw's Amax. So yeah. I have no clue, but I'll tell you what, the, the pressure will be uh, continuing to ramp up, I think, as far as really wanting to see some good things from him when he does get his opportunity, for better or worse. That's going to be the temperature uh, around Big Maple when he is back on the floor. So looking forward to that. And coming up next, we're looking ahead to this matchup it's texas tech and houston christian we will hear once again from the head coach mark adams and before we are out of here today red raider football on our minds chris on campus this week visiting with some of those preparing for the texas bowl we'll get to some odds and ends there from joey mcguire and company coming up before the end of the program but sticking with hoops dead ahead on locked on texas tech but first today's episode brought to you by Bet online, your headquarters for live betting, stats and scores, more lines, props, odds than ever before. Shout out to the Unintentional Rhyme Master. You can find all the latest news on this week's games, as well as analysis on the wide, wide, sometimes Western world of sports, well beyond just the gridiron or the hardwood. Golf, combat sports, esports. You hit a lick on a little esports, you're going to feel pretty smart heading into the weekend. Maybe try it out. Or maybe don't. Don't take my advice because I know nothing about esports. That's why you need to head, however, to find out something about esports to bet online. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about what the trends are looking like this week with Bet Online, where the game starts. Glad to have you along for the ride on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast. Network with Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan coming at you from west of the 100th Meridian Ridge. Really going down. We are alive in the great state. And looking ahead in the LBK to Texas Tech basketball from United Supermarkets Arena, the Red Raiders are back on the floor. Hooking up with Houston Christian, formerly Houston Baptist, but uh, now looking to this one as one of the final two, Chris, that we've got left before the sad, sad stretch of basketball scheduling will be over. It's been so tough, as we've talked about, in a way, because you have zero margin for error whatsoever. Resume-wise, you may even take a hit by just stepping on the floor with some of these guys, but you got to handle business, continue to get wins. They have so far. I want to get into uh, what you think it will take to continue to do so against Houston Christian in just a moment. But first, let's take a listen to Tech Head Coach Mark Adams talking about the next opponent. Houston, uh, Christian, we've known it was Houston Baptist forever. They changed their name, but they've got a, 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 a really good coach. It's been there for a long time. We have a lot of respect for him. This is a team that shoots three uh, three points um, very consistently. They shoot 37% three-point line. So anybody can shoot uh, outside shots like that, we respect and have to get ready to guard the three-point line. And then they're a very good offensive rebounding team. So those are the two emphasis uh, going in on our scouting report, and hopefully we can um, – block out and rebound and put a hand up on those three-point shots. Yeah, you know, this is uh, this is a team that's been dealing with a lot of injuries, like the Red Raiders. Um, you know, Coach uh, Cottrell has been there for a long time. I think it's just like a 30-second season 
his head really? coach at HBU and then now Houston Christian. Yeah, he's been he's been a long time. He's somebody that uh, was in the you know, he, he in college, he I think he went to the University of Arkansas in Fayetteville and he was started working in the TV industry. And it's funny because he kind of was it was backwards. He went from TV into coaching instead of coaching into TV. Uh, but uh, but I, th- I think in college when Nolan Richardson, I think it was uh, Eddie Sutton was the head coach at Arkansas. And then when Coach Richardson took over, when when old Nolan Richardson took over, he that's where he kind of started, got his uh, his shot at kind of in coaching. And he's been doing it uh, ever, ever since. Uh, but uh, most of these seasons have been at, at HBU and now Houston Christian. Uh, they really struggle on defense, Casey. Uh, they do shoot uh, threes, as you heard Coach Adams say. They do shoot those very well. They make on average of about eight and a half a game. Uh, as a percentage as a team, they shoot at about 37 38%. And so that's, that's the primary focus for Texas Tech. I think, though, that you can – you should be able to, if you're patient on offense, you should be able to punish these guys uh, in the paint and, and, and some things like that. Uh, is that the only way you lose this game is if you get, if you give up, you know, 12, 13, 14, three point makes uh, and things like that. And I think uh, they've only played two power five teams. That was Texas and Missouri. Texas beat Houston Christian by 51 and Missouri by 36. So, I mean, you know, uh, they, they, they've really taken it on the chin against those two teams. So, uh, and this game is, these games are really tricky if you're, if you're a college basketball coach in general, just because you're going to send your, send your team home after this game for Christmas. And it's like, you're trying to keep them focused. Like, Hey man, pay attention to what we've got going on here. Don't, don't worry about getting on the plane uh, just yet and all that stuff. So, Anyway, they uh, you know it's hard to keep avoid distractions in these games right before Christmas break. I'm uh, kind of curious for the Red Raiders um, to see Pop Isaacs, and I'm not saying it's like response time, but he had been on a really nice track and had been ascending uh, statistically, uh, getting buckets and really flashing in a consistent way. Thankfully, that did continue with turnover numbers continuing to go down, but didn't quite have the offensive flash. Uh, last time out that we had seen in a couple of games prior. So he's one guy I think I'm going to keep an eye on in this one. I, I think, uh, I think you know, Pop and, and Harmon both, I think it's been a, it's, it's a nice tandem that they're going to just have to be stable and steady and consistent throughout for you to have a, a legit chance. Um, I, I the, the thing that I'm looking for in games like this, because you're running out of opportunities to get this, is like, You've got to identify some punch off the bench. Yeah. You know, whether it's DeMorian Williams or Kerwin Walton or uh, Lamar Washington, people like that, you've got to have some offensive punch off the bench. And we, we mentioned that 56 bench points against Jackson State. And you need to try to maintain that confidence and maintain that production in this game and the next one as you head into uh, conference schedule. I'm really excited to see um, KJ Allen maybe with some more opportunity. Yeah. He's at least coming out of the last game to me, the one um, that I'm cur- most curious about. I'm not so sure. I-, I don't know. Where do you put Williams in all of this? Because obviously he was flashing uh, just like yeah. Allen was last time out, but that kind of came out of nowhere. <laughs> I don't know that I was expecting that at all. I, I just don't know if you can – 
not not to be like negative. I'm just trying to keep keep it real here. I don't know if you can count on what KJ did and Demorian did night in and night out. That was sure uh, b- because y- y- you know everything that we've seen up to this point would suggest that th- that was more of what you can expect to see as opposed to what you saw on Saturday. I hope that I'm wrong. I hope that you know they can put those. Uh, big time efforts and, and things like that, and be consistent with it. Uh, I, I just, well, I'm Chris. I'm I, thinking I you could doubts. slice that. You could slice those efforts in half, and I'd be pretty happy with them statistically. <laughs> you know, from where they were. I mean, I'm not completely agreed. Expecting you, you, 17 out of Williams you, every time. <laughs> you simply have to, when you go into conference play, you're going to have to get 10 to 20 points off the bench every game, ish. To, to, to compete, especially when you're trying to uh, win road games, because we've not seen these starters yet be able to maintain a level of consistency. O'Banner yeah. has really done it. Harmon has kind of done it, but Jalen Tyson has it. Pop Isaacs kind of has it. Bacho's been out. You see what I'm saying? So you, you have to know we're going to get at least this much uh, from the bench. Uh, and I don't know if we're, we're there yet, but again, that's what you've got two more opportunities to try to, to try to do that. And so I'm, I'm really looking for, you know, bench production to kind of continue and maintain that confidence. Keep the feel good going, man. Keep it flowing. Yeah. Like the when you go to the dentist and they, they ask you if you want any laughing gas, you're like always like, yes. Keep it coming. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't mind giggling. I mean, what's wrong with giggling? Sure, put that mask on me. I'll, yeah. Pump, pump, so. pump it up, baby. Let's <laughs> That's go. right. You want a shot, Doc? You want to you take a ride with me? Uh <laughs> This is a kind of a strange setting again. One o'clock in the afternoon. Day sports, yes. Is yes. this like going to be a screaming school children crowd, or how did this come to be? No, a one o'clock. <laughs> this is um, sometimes it's on the twenty first. Sometimes it could be on the twentieth or the twenty second. Okay. It's always yeah. in the sweet spot. What happens is typically is that uh, if it's a home game. They'll 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 start it earlier in the day, and then they'll they'll have, you know, flights and plans for the team to get out of town and and on their way home tomorrow night gotcha. is typically how it goes, and so they're trying to do right by their players because I believe these players have to be back on Christmas Day, uh, probably fairly early because they're going to play on the twenty seventh, mm. you know, and so that's kind of why you schedule the way you do you 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 put in front of you teams that you more than likely should be able to beat. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's why you're, you're going to operate early in the daytime just because they can get out and get some more time at home. All right. We are uh, switching gears coming up ahead, grinding it till we're finding it. It's Texas Tech football, <laughs> the topic of discussion. Coming up next, as I mentioned, Chris on campus this week, visiting with a few Red Raiders preparing for Texas Bowl action. We'll get to that and a little more before we're out of here today. <clears throat> What's Jeff Trailer doing on Twitter this afternoon? <laughs> Coming up next on Locked On Texas Tech. Glad to be with you on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Subscribe on YouTube so you never miss an episode or anywhere. You get podcasts with Chris. I'm Casey. And before we are done today, want to talk Red Raider football. Chris, you've been talking football with a few Red Raiders on campus this week, getting set for the Texas Bowl just around the corner. 
uh, what, about a week away, I guess, we'll be into Texas Bowl action. Which is crazy. It is one week from tonight. I mean, how about that? I mean, it, it feels like it was just announced and a lot has happened. And then you feel like, oh, man, we've got so much time between then, you know, now and when the announcement comes and that actual game. But, no, it's a week from tonight. So you still got uh, a basketball game to play today. You've got holidays and uh, and all that. And then traveling to Houston for many of you. Um, you, you get around a lot of these kids. I was over there. Uh, several players met with the, the media uh, yesterday and – there's a genuine excitement with, uh, I think, the fact that you get to, um, you know, play a, a home game, essentially. You know, I think that is that is you could just tell there's a lot of excitement for those kids like, man, this is because like, for example, talk to Josiah Pierre and he, he he's played in the SEC, went to the University of Florida and all that stuff. And then he was, you know, he played the game at uh, in Memphis last year. But he's like, man. I just love the way that the people in the state of Texas appreciate and love football. And he's like, it's almost sold out. Right. And I'm like, well, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I haven't heard that, but he, you could just tell he was, uh, he's genuinely excited about playing in front of a lot of fans uh, in, in a bowl game. And so that part is fun. So the, the team will actually depart Christmas Eve. Um they will they will get there and I guess practice on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and then kind of start to to transition into their walkthrough and shorter practices and things like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, the, the, but the whole team will be down there on Christmas Eve. So while you're you're you know eating her turkey and ham and or tamales, whatever you're doing on Christmas Eve, they'll be uh, they'll be just finishing up practice. Well, they'll be on my mind. I can let them know that. Uh, assuredly, they'll be on my mind, Chris. Yeah. Um, man, I, I'm just kind of thinking about the timeline we have uh, for Tyler Shuck to prepare to be the guy. And I feel like from either a health standpoint or a momentum as a player standpoint, you know, extra time, whatever way you want to approach yeah. it, this is maybe one of the best stretches he's had to then go into the next game, I think. As his name was brought up, in in these settings, all you got was smiles from teammates, just because. And, and about Baron too, to to be fair, though they're both finally, I think, really healthy. Um, I, I think you 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 ask uh, whether it running back or a receiver or whoever about Tyler, and it's like you just you get a big old smile because I think that this is resembles now the kind of player that he was back in August. Um, you know, and I think Xavier White even even told uh, told me and some of the other people in the media is like we challenge him every day during seven on seven periods. Can he go perfect? Can he go four for four or eight for eight or whatever the whatever the and, and he goes more often than not he is. <laughs> so yeah, and and and, and I, I I talking to Taj Brooks, I remember back because what's fascinating here is is. You open up a season ago at NRG Stadium against the University of Houston. You will finish this year's season uh, at NRG Stadium. But it was Taj Brooks that in that in that season opener, I mean, really ran off two long ones for touchdowns, and that's kind of what put the yep. game away. And he's like, you know, he's doing pointing to his wrist, doing Taj time, Brooks time, whatever it was. <laughs> and it's just kind of, you know uh, – you know, so I, I just it, that's a that's a positive memory, especially for somebody like Taj and and, and the team 
uh, winning that game versus Houston a uh, year and a half ago, I guess it was. Yeah, he feels good in that building. He knows the way to the end zone. So, uh, <laughs> yes, he does. Maybe he left some breadcrumbs from that ball game to follow right down there for six. Yeah. Once again, I, I know you spent some time also visiting uh, with a target of the aforementioned Tyler Shug, that being Jaron Bradley. And Chris, I, you know, I, I'm not invested in the grapevine all day, every day. But to a degree, certainly am. And I'd like to know from your perspective, why is Jaron Bradley seemingly involved in, in so many swirling rumors about other programs showing interest, approaching, following on Twitter? I mean, you had comments from Joey McGuire. Um, I think anybody could process that that way not too long ago. Also in the shadow as we're having this conversation, uh, of Jeff Trailer, McGuire's buddy down in San Antonio, UTSA head coach, tweeting at the NCAA about tampering <laughs> and evidence and what needs to be presented. A wild time, but from a tech perspective, Bradley's a name I keep hearing over and over that it seems like a lot of a lot of folks are paying attention to elsewhere. Yeah, you know, from from, from Jeff Trailer's uh, standpoint. Don't hate the player, hate the game. The NCAA is not going to do anything about it, man. I mean, like it, it's a uh, – what's the old saying about, you know, kind of pointing it and just into the wind or whatever? Yeah, yes. I mean, like, you know, like – He could have wrote Dear Diary instead of putting <laughs> yeah, it on Twitter and had the same I mean, effect. yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I, unfortunately, I mean, I, I don't disagree with the premise. It sucks, but this is the reality of it. There's no guardrails on this deal and just learn how to play a game – or play that part of the game better, or uh, get 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 to a school that is the aggressor instead of the the victim. I don't know. <laughs> right. I don't know what yeah. to tell you there. Um, and it sucks because it's not right, but that's the reality of it. With Jerron Bradley, he was the, he's the most targeted receiver uh, for the on the roster this year. Um, and I think he's got a chance to really – because if you remember back, the bowl game last year, Casey, is where he really emerged and he kind of did some things uh, that I think put him in motion to really kind of take a next step. Uh, I think there's been some rumors about uh, him being contacted. I think maybe Joey was hinting at that. I don't know if that's true, if that's not, if that was directly involving Bradley or not. Uh, but I, I think that, you know, he's got a brother at a smaller school. There's all kinds of discussions going on about uh, if, 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 it, but he's, he's really good friends with Jalen Tyson on the basketball team. And I don't, I don't, I just don't think that he would entertain those things. But again, I don't want to be sit here and naive and sure. think that anything is, is uh, for sure and talking absolutes when it, it may not be, but I think he's happy here. He was one of the ones that smiled uh, talking about uh, Tyler and, 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 and Baron, but I didn't get into the, any kind of conversation with that. I was just doing yeah. uh, some pregame stuff for the, for the radio broadcast and just talking to him about Ole Miss and how practice is going and all that stuff. But I've, I've heard those rumors like you have or seen some of that uh, out there on the old web. And I, I was aware of the comments that Joey made to that uh, interview in the Metroplex. And, you know, so yeah, it's not hard to connect some dots and put two and two together there. Yeah, I couldn't remember where that was. Was that Dallas Radio? Yes, like yes, that, and it, it was a, a week or so ago. You yeah, know, it's been uh, maybe a couple of weeks, something like yeah, that. Yeah, because it was a position coach that had followed him and all that. And who, who the heck knows? Because um, what does. you well, <laughs> yeah, because what you have, 
you have, you know, and Lane Kiffin talked about this the other day because I was listening to some stuff that he had to say. You, you have people in these kids' circles. These kids may be more than happy, like, where they're at. But then right. you get people in their circles, whether it's a parent, a former coach, a trainer, a handler. They get them all stirred up and like, dude, why, you, you should be getting this there. Or, like, what, right. why are you being complacent? Why are you, you know, whatever. And, and then and then all of a sudden a kid's like, you know what, you're right. You know, when a kid could have been perfectly happy all along. And so yeah. that's the frustrating part about some of this stuff. And it, it's funny. I had a conversation with none other than Mike Leach about this very thing on Christmas Eve while I was in the drive-thru at Chick-fil-A on Slide Road. I guess that would have been in like 07, 08 or something. Yeah. And it's uh, and and it's a it's a month out from signing day then because there is no early signing date at that period. And he says to me, he says he goes, you you just need to watch these kids because they he's like they get around their uncle and their uncle fills them up full of whatever. And then it's like next thing you know they're taking all these other visits in January. And he goes, it's just a big mess, and it's the uncle's fault. It's not the kid's fault. But it, but but the premise is is still the same, in that you know somebody that doesn't necessarily have your best interest in mind fills your head up, and then you know who who the heck knows. So there's all kinds of scenarios as it relates to the portal. Well, and I, I'm really interested in the Bradley uh, angle because I really yeah. want Bradley to be a Red Raider. I want him to I agree. continue to be at Texas Tech. I think we've only seen the tip of the iceberg. Clearly. Uh, as to what he could possibly be, he's still got to become that. But um, man, some flashes and a lot of potential, you know, there with uh, Jaron Bradley. So would see, love to see him continue to try to realize that here in West Texas, and would love to see you back here on the other side for another edition of Locked On Texas Tech. I'm not talking to the listener or the viewer. I'm talking to you, Chris. I really want to see you here <laughs> tomorrow for another episode. <laughs> feel, feel happy, man. If All right, happy. good deal, man. Yeah. I appreciate the time yeah. and uh, the insight as always. Yeah, keep hope alive, man. Appreciate it. Enjoyed it. You got it. Subscribe on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts and make Locked On Texas Tech your first listen each day. And then for that second listen, Locked On Sports today on the Locked On Podcast Network. The biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day, all there on Locked On Sports Today, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or anywhere you get podcasts. For Chris Level, I'm Casey Cowan. We're catching you on the other side, coming up on Locked On Texas Tech.